0: Welcome 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 ladies and gentlemen we all once again live down here in the bird cave studios for another episode of the sports frenzy podcast sold out with me your host freddy Aloso, with my co-host the devil you know
1: Uh i normally at this point uh talk about uh you know birthdays and deaths and such that i'm gonna save that for the show um so i have a little bit of information about ollie anderson and virgil We lost this week so With that our
0: other co-host The good reverend himself Jason Todd
2: Yeah I'll give you the cheerful stuff Ahead of (laughs) the eulogies Um for those Of you who remember the real Obscure 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 Wrestling companies this would Have been the 37th anniversary Of Southpaw Regional Wrestlings um I always forget the name of this show. How do I always forget the name of this show? You just it told was... us what it was. I know, <laughs> like, I know. Oh. Lethal <laughs> Leap Year. That's, that's dangerous. Um, it would have been the anniversary of Lethal Leap Year, but 1987 wasn't a leap year. So for those of you who remember the Southpaw Regional Wrestling skits, those were from actually about seven years ago, and it was just a bunch of WWE guys with nothing better to do than fool around on YouTube and parody uh, early 80s Southern wrestling, and that was a lot of fun. But for a topical bit of history, on today, in 1992, at Super Brawl 2 from uh, the Mecca in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Sting defeated Lex Luger for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, also, that was Luger's last match, and I didn't notice uh, his last match in WCW before he went and signed up for something called WBF. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, World Bonner, World Bodybuilding of Federation. Right. Yeah. Vince uh, Vince McMahon was uh, doing a lot of stuff back then. A lot of stuff.
0: <laughs> All right. But yeah, Sting won. Oh yeah, so. shocker. And last but not least the encyclopedia himself,
3: Blackbeard. And gentlemen, I don't have anything wrestling related to say, so I'm going to give a plug to our sister podcast on that bullshit,
0: the OTBS. OTBS.
3: Where I learned that uh, Big E Mafia got his wife from a mail order catalog with a coupon for (laughs) $59.99. And I'd also like to announce that Freddie Aloso. Officially, we'll be starting his concert tour this summer, singing his favorite hits, The Supremes' I Got Sunshine, Boys to Mend End of the Road, and are. Don Cache. Hey.
2: He murdered that and Don If you Cachet. want a
3: preview of it, listen to the romance podcast they did a few weeks ago.
2: <laughs> Go
1: check it out. It's that, on the what, YouTube page. Can you put that website in the chat? Mm-hmm. Or the link? Yeah.
0: Well, to, to, well, I'll throw it in there open your so you can check it out.
1: <laughs> No, I'm talking... <laughs> It was a joke about the wife thing, never mind, move
0: on. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Hey, by the way, is your co-host sleeping on your couch now, or, like, how'd that work out? No, no, no,
0: Biggie Mafia is alive and well in his own house, living the dream. Do you have a paper with today's date on it that you can prove it? (laughs) We can can set that up, we can set it
3: up. Yeah, bro. I'm listening and I'm just like, man, this guy just keeps digging himself deeper and deeper. <laughs> hey, that's, that's what
0: makes the magic happen on OTBS.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and, and then Freddie. Freddie and, and his lovely wife. First off, I would never mess with her. She's, she's one tough lady. I learned that. The other thing I learned is they're talking about how they don't do anything for Valentine's Day. And then proceed to tell us everything they did on this Valentine's Day. <laughs>
0: hey, that's what I'm we like, do. That's what we hello? do.
3: And she she like basically said what they did that day. And then they throw it to Freddie, who literally almost word for word repeats exactly what she just said. And I'm
2: just like, Nailed we it. just heard this.
0: Nailed it. It
2: was skillful on your part. Hey,
0: smart man. I will
2: say I'd never heard anybody do do quite that well. Hey. Skillful That's or the... survival instincts? I mean, survival a skill.
0: That's <laughs> what we do, man.
3: <laughs> All right. <laughs> stay alive. Stay alive.
1: And we won't talk about how big
3: that peanut butter heart really is, will we?
1: Speaking of Uh, not alive, (laughs) let let me start my eulogy here for two of the wrestlers we lost this week. Uh, Let me start out talking about Ole Anderson. Uh, If you're not familiar with Ole Anderson, um, please come out of the rock that you live under and sit under the learning tree for a minute. Um, Ole Anderson was a, a legend. One of the original four horsemen. Even before that, though, um, I had done a little research before the show started, and he was part of the original Minnesota wrecking crew with Gene Anderson, and they won. I think it was. I think I counted seventeen tag team titles together, including seven world titles.
3: Who booked them, Jerry Lawler?
1: Uh, well, I mean, a lot of times he was the booker, so <laughs> you know. So he, but still,
3: okay. So Jerry Lawler took notes from him. Got it.
1: They were the. Um, you know the originators of tag team wrestling, pretty much uh, in in the southern area. You know they double teaming tactics and working the the one part of the body, um, you know. And but like I said, besides that, he was uh, the booker as well in a lot of different areas, especially in Georgia. And if you, you get a chance to read his book, he's a, fat, it was a fascinating guy, because he probably hired and fired Tommy Rich about twelve times, uh, Buzz Sawyer like ten, like everybody. I, I think if you didn't get fired by Ole Anderson, there was something wrong with you. All right. Cause he was very much a by the book kind of guy. Like you show up for the shows, even if you're injured, you show up for the shows, even if you have a flat tire, like you, you don't not show up. And if you didn't show up, he'd fire you. And then a few days later, he'd be like, all right, well, let me bring you back. Um, so it was an interesting guy and in that from that respect. And then, um, you know, burnt a lot of bridges along the way, too. If you notice, when the Four Horsemen were uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame by the WWF, or WWE, excuse me, um, he wasn't in there. It was Barry Windham. And honestly, That's it right. should have been Oli, but Oli and, and Vince McMahon had such a poor relationship. Um, I'm sure that just put that that nail in there where, you know, they were never going to... Like, if it happened today, I bet you Triple H would induct Oli Anderson. Um, I,
3: read, but, I read that it was actually Oli that turned down the invite.
1: Well, I mean, it goes back and forth. They really did not like each other. And Ole Anderson had a problem with today's wrestling a lot. As a matter of fact, what I thought was interesting, too, is when you read some of the eulogies, Ric Flair had a lot of nice things to say about him. But if you read Ole Anderson's book, Ole Anderson had nothing nice yes. to say <laughs> about Ric Flair.
0: Damn.
1: You know, he called him predictable and a loser and, you know— every match was the same and i mean he really had nothing nice to say about anyone i'm surprised he was married and had kids because um, <laughs> he really was a miserable miserable guy and i met him firsthand um i actually have a, a picture let me grab it real quick
3: i can't believe we're giving this guy this much attention
1: well, I just wanted—I I had a somewhat of a personal connection. So there's all the four horsemen, with only Anderson. Nice. And he was mean. <laughs> they were all not very nice, but he was probably the meanest. Um, uh,
3: but Freddie, I want you to take notes. You see how he was prepared.
1: Well, because I, right. I don't know where I, that I, came I, from.
3: Wow. Because on on that episode, there was at one point he's like, well, "Let me bring the file up. I probably should have been prepared. I should have."
1: I'm, sure I'm gonna be was, roasting
3: you all night bro.
0: i was i was not prepared
2: <laughs> i can't say anything about that because i forgot about the name of the pay-per-view that i had mentioned just before <laughs> i bet you don't even recording. remember it now i don't so, I, mean. I don't <laughs> jason's,
0: <laughs> jason's in the boat with okay. me we're paddling upstream buddy unashamed okay that I do not. um just
2: so, the thing about Oli anderson though yes i mean there's a lot i was listening to a lot of people kind of lauding him during the week and i don't know i feel like if you ask a couple others they might have some not-so-nice things to say or not anything at all. Because if you ask Teddy Long what he thought about him, he wouldn't. He apparently loved dropping some N-bombs and some other things in his face. If you ask Tito Santana what he thought about him, he'd have some interesting stories as well. And apparently there were a few controversies. And I don't even know if it's really controversial for back then, but... There are some stories about him that he wasn't as universally loved as maybe Michael Cole made it out to be during Raw when they mentioned it. Well, I mean, the other thing I I can
1: counter that with when I read Tony Atlas's book, he mentioned some of the same things. But Tony Atlas took it more philosophically, like he didn't mean it uh, the way it sounded. It's just the way people talk back then. And, you know, take that for what it's worth. You know, I mean, is it the right thing to do? No, but. Tony Atlas is like, I never got insulted by it. I knew what he was trying to say. He was trying to get my attention, and he got it. And, Tony you know, Atlas
2: was thinking about feet.
1: Well, yeah, probably. <laughs> All right. So goodbye, Oli. All right. So we'll move over to Virgil. And, um, you know, I have mixed feelings about Virgil. Um, Anthony and I uh, got the – got the. Uh, the, uh, pleasure of meeting him. I think we've told this story before how uh, mean and unhappy he was. Um, and, you know, the, the Lonely Virgil website was one of my favorites to visit. So I don't want to t- speak poorly of the man. Um, let's. I just want to focus on, you know, uh, what he did for wrestling real quick. So we all know him as Ted DiBiase's man-servant, right, who ended up turning on him and all that. But he had a career, a little bit of a career before that. He did wrestle in uh, the CWA. He won a couple of titles. And uh, he actually appeared... I, the one thing I didn't know was he appeared in, in the World Wrestling Federation as Lucius Brown and wrestled a couple matches before he actually got to be Virgil. Hmm. And then, you know, from... For two years, he pretty much... Wrestled, you know, uh, Ted DiBiase, like I said, manservant until he turned on him and then kind of became a mid Carter and then kind of faded out. And then we have our, our infamous um, Shane, what uh, were all the different nicknames he had? Vincent, Vince, Virgil, Shane, you know, Curly Bill, you know. So he was basically like they threw, they threw things at him to keep him on in, in the, you know, <laughs> relevant, right? In, in with the group that he was in at the time. So he really didn't have, a, you know, really wasn't a ring presence, but always seemed to be around. Uh, and then, you know, over the years, faded out, retired, um, started doing conventions. And that's where you get your lonely Virgil <laughs> appearances, um, train stations, parking lots. You know, <laughs> he just seemed to set up shop wherever.
2: Vince and McMahon be...
1: star on the Walk of
2: Fame. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. And the other thing I didn't know was. That um, he and Ted DiBiase kind of had a falling out because he would start telling promoters that they were going to appear together at shows and then not tell Ted DiBiase. And then Ted DiBiase have to call and apologize on on their behalf. Uh, But it sounds like uh, towards the end they seem to have made up and uh, sadly enough he got uh he had strokes and dementia and then i think he had colon cancer i'm reading now and and unfortunately we lost him this week so you know sad yeah. we wish things would have turned out a little better for him so take care virgil good luck
0: yeah the la- the last time i saw virgil i was walking through union square station in the city one day one day i had to work and it took me back. I was like, hold on. Did I just see Virgil set up at a table on my, on my way to work? What? And yeah, it was him. I didn't stop. I kept going, but,
1: yeah. Like most other people. Right.
3: I don't feel guilty that we didn't take him up on that offer for a photo for five bucks.
2: I've heard he charged people as much as 20 sometimes, and he talked them into coming to take the photo first, and then say, all right, 20 bucks.
3: No, I mean, this was literally he was talking to us for five minutes about life in general and then said, oh, by the way, you guys want an autograph or a photo? And when we looked and we're like, no. Nah. This was before Lonely Virgil as a website and him going to the flea markets and all that yeah. stuff really started happening.
1: But- he was angry that we were standing in front of his table. And not asking for anything. We were. I figured, who Do you remember who we were online for? I don't remember. It was,
3: there. I think. Yeah. There was. It was when you got to the edge of the convention. It was because uh, I, th- I think you met Gil Kim. Um, mm-hmm. I think we both met Kurt Angle. Um, there was DDP, and I think there was one or two others. But those are the three I remember because you saw met two, and I met two. But, but it was the line had wrapped around this place. It was like in a putting <laughs> quite nicely. It was in a church bingo hall.
1: And he was mad that we were blocking his table. Yet there was no line for him. Right, so, okay, I'm you like, guys—you guys were,
3: we're in the way, you. man. And then, and then, no sooner do we say no, Rob, uh, uh, Rob, like not even a minute later, goes and takes a picture next to Missy Hyatt, who was like two tables down from him.
2: Nice. So, all right. Well, you, you like I said, let's, the Shane thing. Yeah, and then, so he was Shane. He was also Vincent. Yeah, which was mm-hmm. the the rub- at Vince after being Virgil, which was the rub on uh, at Dusty, Dusty Roads, right. Mm-hmm. And then what was it? I think he was like Soul Train Mike Jones or something. That was his real real name, but yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I didn't know he wrestled before WWF.
1: <laughs> I didn't either. I, I that's something and when I was doing the research I found out. I was like, Really? All right, well. Okay. Nice. So peace out, guys. Good luck. Maybe I'll see (laughs) you.
3: He's been waiting all day to say that one.
1: Nah, I actually just thought of it. But hey, you know, whatever. Whatever works, right? right. So let's talk Elimination Chamber, fellas. Hopefully everybody watched it.
0: Did anybody wake up for the 5 a.m. call time?
3: No. I started at at 7 a.m. And I only watched about two hours of it and then came back later
2: (laughs) the idea that anybody was up before 9 a.m on 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 saturday i don't understand i i watched it maybe around noon
1: i think i watched it saturday night so i might be the latest and i but i did a good job of not looking at any of the spoilers so i was actually i actually got to watch it and not know what was happening not like i normally do so all right so kick us off reverend you prayed over it, what's your opinion?
2: Um, overall, enjoyed it. It was a good tight show, I thought. It was like, I. we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Sometimes you don't need a lot of matches. You just need to do something good <laughs> during the matches you have and execute them well. Um, I liked the ending of the women's chamber match. And as a matter of fact, I thought most of the matches ended well. But I liked the ending in particular to the Women's Chamber match and the Men's Chamber match as well. Um, we all knew who was going over. Um, I will say with the Men's Chamber match, for a moment, I thought, oh, they really might they really might give this to Randy Orton. And that's enough for me to have said he did a really good job to make me believe it for a second. Um, I was surprised by the tag match. Uh, the men's tag match during the show there was a women's tag match in the kickoff show that none of us even knew was going to happen but that was pretty decent too um but the men's tag match was way more entertaining than i expected and god i love it dom knows how to work that crowd right (laughs) in a country that was waiting to boo him as viciously as they did, he worked that crowd, and I mean, it was it was fun to watch. And that was another match where, for a moment, I thought, "Oh, wait, are they actually thinking about changing this title over?" And that just speaks to how good they were in the ring. Um, yeah, overall, very good show. And the main event, I still think Nia Jax is probably having her best run since she uh, since she was ever a wrestler to begin with. So it's better than her run in NXT, better than her first run at the top of the, and, and the main roster before. I, I mean, it delivered. It was fun to watch. I thought it was a solid main event. I don't know if it's overly spectacular. I think it was the right one for that location. And I think the crowd had a lot to do with it. Um, but I thought it was a good, solid match. And it was interesting seeing Rhea Ripley be the good guy in a match. Let's see how that went over. Um but I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I'll uh, I'll jump in. I thought it was a good show. Um like you said, Jason, very tight, very uh um well put together show. Uh and no, I'm not just talking about Rhea Ripley's outfit from the main event um cuz tip of the cap on that one um i thought the the spots in the chamber matches were were done well um i liked the little added touch of logan paul writing on his on his chamber wall um kevin owens telling Bobby lashley to look up cuz randy orton's standing on his on his pod was pretty funny little little tidbits like that um yeah I, I thought it was a good show the the crowd was uh ripe and ready to go dom is dom i i don't even think it's x Pac heat anymore i think it's just i think it's solid solid heel heat and he's he's doing really well with it but other than that, I, I enjoyed it. Not not a show that I'd say, "All right, hey, let's do a watch long." But I I enjoyed it.
3: Well, we can't do Royal Rumble '95 a third time, right? we, yes, we can. can. We gotta pick a
1: well, different show. A <laughs> we can watch it reverse.
0: Start at the end and go backwards.
2: <laughs> watch everybody get into the ring. <laughs>
1: Go ahead, Encyclopedia.
3: Uh, I think you guys pretty much covered it. Um, I th- I'm not thrilled with all the booking. i sick of Becky Lynch. Sorry. I think her and, as much as I hate, hate saying it, I think her and Bianca Belair is a more money match at this point than Becky and... And Rhea Ripley, but it seems like in the women's division, they wait too long to get some of these dream matches. So, like, we we never got, for example, Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey, but, you know, neither here nor there. Um, Who who seemed to get the best reaction in that match, actually, to the surprise of many, was Tiffany Stratton. She yes. Definitely had her coming out party, so good for her. I was happy to see that. I really, she's one of my favorites, so I was glad to see how quickly she's risen up to the, I'd say, upper mid card in the women's division. Tag team title match was good, but really, who cares? You know, um, men's match. I really, I, I'm sorry, Drew McIntyre getting the championship title shot. I just don't get it. He's lost twice. I don't get it. I feel like there were better options, unique options that would look better than this. One. This is your main possible main event for night one. The only thing I will say is this probably solidifies that maybe it's going to be Becky and Rhea as the main event for night one because I don't think Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins three is your main event. You know? Does this solidify the cash-in for you guys then? I think that's the only way they could salvage this whole situation, honestly. I mean, we saw Drew and Seth. I forgot that we saw him at Crown Jewel. So we saw it at Crown Jewel. We saw it on Raw. Now we're seeing it at WrestleMania. I mean, but anyway, it, you guys all pointed out all the little fun little tidbits here and there in that match. Great job there. And then Ripley somehow got a decent match out of Nia Jax. I mean, who, who knew? Was that on your bingo card? It wasn't on mine.
1: Yeah, well, yes. thanks to Rhea.
3: I'm not yeah. denying that. I'm just saying Nia Jax has actually looked like she's improved on this return, and she, she got a good she got a good match. I mean, my former co-host Stevie G was texting. Well, I guess he must have been watching the match live. And I thought, oh God, this sounds like a train wreck. And then when I was watching, I was like, this doesn't sound like a train wreck. It just sounded like he was having fun ripping on Nia just because it's the thing to do. It's true. I it was a it was a very good card.
1: Um, I don't have a ton to add. I'll just uh, say I, again, I thought the women outperformed the men once again. I thought that match was uh, a little better. The two the two things I want to take away. Um, I feel bad for LA Knight because rather than get his U.S. title shot, it looks like he's gonna get AJ Styles, which I'm not sure I understand because he's still hot, and they're I think they're missing that opportunity because um, now it looks like Randy Orton's gonna get Logan Paul, and I mean, is Logan Paul gonna beat Randy Orton? I, I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. It's not a match I was really looking forward to. So. And I wasn't really looking forward to LA Knight and AJ Styles either. So there's really two matches in WrestleMania that I'm sure, what well, they won't be bad matches. I just didn't really want them. I was looking forward to LA Knight and Logan Paul. And I honestly didn't give Randy Orton or AJ Styles a second thought. So I don't know. That's the only things I, I can say. Otherwise, like I said, like you guys said, it was a good card. There was nothing wrong with it. Um, not sure how. You know, the only other thing I'll say is predictability. Right? I think we, all of us either got a 3-1 or a 4-0 on predictions, so there wasn't any shocks there. Um, but you can't complain too much because the build is good. right? I mean, say what you want about McIntyre. I hear what you're saying, Anthony. I don't necessarily disagree with you. But he's doing a really good job with the build on it. I mean, he's, he's entertaining as yeah. hell, which he's never been before. He's always been quite dull. So you got to give him an A for the, for the hype, whereas maybe you're C for the match, right? So I hear what you're saying. I'm not so thrilled either, but I, I'm loving, you know, the, the shirt with CM Punk and the crying and, like. Hilarious, yeah. He's but funny. stop tweets. Right? I mean, it's funny. So, I mean, he's he's doing his part to get the hype behind it. So I'll give him that. <laughs> um,
3: yeah, and it, and it was a cheap win. So the, he, he didn't. That's the other thing. He didn't come out looking strong.
1: Oh, yeah, but he's not, I don't think he's supposed to. I think that's the whole point yeah. of this is that he's, he's just getting by.
3: Yeah, I know. I, you
1: know what I mean? Like, he just barely beat Jey Uso, and he just barely beat – like, you know what I mean? He's taking advantage of the situation.
3: Okay, and this goes into last week when you said you couldn't understand why Nia Jax ran the elim, through the Elimination Chamber competitors. You didn't understand that. I don't understand this.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the difference is, though, like I said, I'm really enjoying his a- a- other activities, whereas Nia Jax is just, you know, getting in the ring and pushing her weight around.
2: Yeah, I think with Drew, so, also, it's a character. So, there's a character story going on there because him constantly just getting by people is because of bloodline interference or someone else's interference. And he allegedly doesn't stand for any of that stuff until it works for him now.
1: He's basically it's, doing the Pete Dunne. He's doing this. Yeah. <laughs>
2: like, it's, oh, it's, well, you know,
1: somebody it's, took it's, Cody out. You know, yeah. what was I supposed to do? He's being a complete jerk about he's it. He's being a I heel. It. I mean, he's yeah. being a complete heel. So All right, so a couple other wWE notes. Um, Matt Riddle came out this week and kind of gave us a little information about why he's not with wWE anymore. and one of the things he said is he failed some cocaine tests. Should he be Matt and- Riddle or Tony Montana? Well, I thought I would have sworn it would have been pot. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. I mean
2: his character is a stoner, not a
1: not a speed freak.
2: So. Right. Well, I think didn't they stop the the weed testing at some point? I, I can't remember for sure, but I think they started allowing for it.
3: Well, it's legal in most states now.
2: Right. Yeah, I don't know. I'll be honest with you, I
1: don't know if that's uh a thing or not. But I just thought it was funny when they said coke. I
2: was like, Are you kidding me? Really? <laughs> Yeah, that, I don't know. It, He's a, it doesn't surprise you, did you me. Memes, yeah, did it, you see the memes? Yeah. see the memes with uh, basically saying there's how people are shocked AEW didn't sign him, so he could be sniffing power with, with Tony uh, Khan. Tony Khan. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. 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 Right, yes. You right, right. <laughs> anybody that
1: says that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We should have something that allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> <Yeah>. allegedly. <laughs> anybody have any thoughts about Riddle and cocaine? Or, you know, anything. No, I just figured I'd throw that on there. I was yeah. curious if you had any thoughts.
0: Here's my I... surprised face for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> he did. Well,
2: yeah, it. When he says Whoa, it, Randy, you want to do some lines, Randy? Right. Yeah, it's like you kind of. I wouldn't have imagined him doing Coke, but if you tell me he did Coke, it's not a shock. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, that makes sense.
0: He's in the wrong era, man. He's an he's an eighties wrestler, is what he yeah. is.
1: Yeah, you're right. That's in, a good point. In the two <laughs> <in> thousands. <2000s, laughs> like all right.
3: Well, yeah, maybe WWE will pick him up and they could team him up with Rob Van Dam. <laughs> can Rob Van Dam still make it to the ring? Tony Khan thinks so.
1: Not without help. All right. Um the other thing I wanted to bring up, uh, recently Maxine Dupree has been in the ring, and she's been getting some booze. And I, what I, I was surprised by is how a lot of the other wrestlers ran to her rescue, saying that, you know, not to let, I guess maybe it's getting her down or it's making her upset. And they were all like, Rhea Ripley was like, you know, you're doing great blah, 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 you know, well, we support you. That Basically, their messages were all the same. And I mean, the people are booing her because she's not really good in the ring. And, and they're trying to have her learn as she goes. And my, my two reactions to that were, and, and I'll throw it to Freddie first, we can boo whoever the hell we want to boo. Right? We're the fans. We can say what we want to say. We can do what we want. As long as we're not hurting anybody, we're supposed, they encourage you to do that, to react to them. Number two, what is WWE thinking if she's not ready to be in the ring? Why is she on the, their flagship show? Why is she not down on NXT trying to learn her craft?
0: Or work in the dark matches
1: before. Or work dark half. matches. Either way, house shows, whatever. I, I thought it was totally weird that the wrestlers came out and were, were were mad at us, the fans. I, I just didn't get it. I think we have every right if we don't see what's right on TV, if we don't like what we're seeing, if we think that, you know, we, we think they're, we're getting an inferior product, we're allowed to say so. And I, I can't believe they're so thin-skinned that they can't take a little criticism. I mean, she has to know she's not doing well. Right? So what are we supposed to be like? Was this, kindergarten? Do we get a participation grade? Right. You know? That- oh, you're doing so good. Even though you botched that moonsault and, you know, you hurt somebody, Good, you did a good job anyway. So, Freddie, any thoughts on that? Or, or, Anthony, you look like you might want to say something.
3: Go ahead. Are we sure that the booze are directed specifically at Maxine Dupree, or is it b- backstage for putting her in that position to begin with? Because that's where I think the finger should be pointed. I mean, she's doing a job. She's being paid to do that job. If she's not ready, I mean, what's the other option? She goes to them and say, look, I shouldn't be here. I mean, she could do that, but I really, I really think it's – it's WWE's that should be getting the booze on this one. I I, I do legitimately feel bad for her because I think she is trying. And unfortunately, her training, as we said, is happening in front of crowds.
1: Mm-hmm. This wouldn't happen back in the day. Back in the day, they wouldn't let you on TV.
3: Uh, CJ C. Perry, <clears throat> I beg to differ. Lana wasn't ready either.
1: That's not that. Uh, back, I'm talk a little further back, but yeah, you got a point. I would say the same thing about what's the one with the pink hair? Who Eva they kept Marie. pushing? Pink hair. Oh, it was red, oh Eva Marie. Yeah, Eve Marie. Yeah, thank you. Oh, I knew you'd think of it. She was a train wreck and a half, and yet <laughs> yeah. they kept putting her out there.
3: And so they supposedly still want her, according to her.
1: Yeah, according to her. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, maybe if every other female wrestler on the planet died. Jesus <laughs> Christ.
3: So yeah, I would was I back so, at this point. So he the, he basically sings the praises of Ole Anderson.
1: Yeah. Like,
2: Raps on her. Yep. What the fuck? I bring Mula podcast back. What are we point. doing here? Oh yeah. shit. What is I take Mae young to over her a at King this Ralph point. King Ralph situation.
0: <laughs> so, on this I'll say it's the culture we're in. Everybody's got to complain about something and then when they complain, they don't like it because They can't take the criticism. Look, it is what it is. If you're not doing very well, they're going to let you know. Get better. Go down to the performance center. Train more. Get more ring time. That's the way to get better. You can't. Isn't that the
1: solution? Work harder?
0: Yeah. You can't sit there over spilled milk. Like, it's not going to clean itself up. Figure it out. Get better. And then they'll cheer you. That's the way it is. That's the way it's happened with everybody else. Look at Drew McIntyre. Prime example. This guy fucking sucked when he came in. He was playing the fucking air guitar, the drums in the background for a three-man band.
3: You do remember the Chosen One era, right? I do. Was that yeah, that, that came from
0: He
1: wasn't even really very good then, though, either. But that's
0: what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like That wasn't great. How many people really remember the, the Chosen One era?
2: I
3: think you'd be surprised personally, but I
2: remember the theme music.
3: I mean, look, there's, there's talk about now there's a call to get Austin theory off TV because his, he doesn't have a character. They keep putting him over. Like they put him over John Cena at WrestleMania. Nobody cares. Nobody yeah. cares about the guy.
1: Well, they didn't do anything with that. I mean, that's the problem, right? If you're going to put him yeah. over John Cena, then you need to put him over somebody else and win a title or, and, and, you but know, he was already
3: the U S champion
1: with at, him. At that point. He
0: was in that gray area. Because he was Vince's guy during the changeover between Vince and Triple H, he got caught in that gray area. And Triple H, I guess, I don't know if he doesn't see it in him or he doesn't.
1: Well, I'll go back to the Roman Reigns bottleneck. Yeah. Where is he supposed to go on that show? Where is anybody supposed to go on that show while Roman Reigns is holding that title hostage?
3: And I'm not disagreeing with that statement. But Austin Theory as a character has got nothing to do with Roman Reigns holding him back. He doesn't have a character. He Even when they put him over Cena. Cena made cracks about it. They've done nothing with it. He's not... He He hasn't found that character that the He's find it. Yeah. can relate to in any way, shape, or form. And it's been how many years? Triple H, I don't think you could fo- totally blame here. If right when he took over, Austin Theory disappeared, which I think he did a little bit, but he was still on TV. They kept using him. That's one thing. The Austin Theory John Cena match happened during Triple H's creative reign, not Vince's. No,
0: but I'm saying he was getting the push during Vince's. So he was already being pushed through it, and then Triple H took over.
3: But Triple H didn't have to put him in the ring against Cena then either. I mean, that that's still a step up. It's true, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, if Cena's willing to... Do that for you. But also, then that goes back to the whole creative thing. All right, if Cena's going to do that for you, what do you do with them after? Remember, wasn't there a WrestleMania? It was Fandango's debut and he beat Chris Jericho, who at the time wasn't an easy win. Yes, Rob and I were there for that one. And then I think even Jericho talked about it. It's
1: Fandango.
3: It's
2: Fandango. Fandango. You have to let the
3: A's
0: breathe. (laughs) You all sound so um, gay. But th- that was the issue. <laughs> saying it, like hey, hey that. Freddie. Why
3: don't you go? Why don't you go sing "I Got Sunshine" to the tune of uh, "I Got a Job Roll" or whatever. Tell me
0: more about Fandango. <laughs>
3: He's got oh, a character now,
1: the Austin go. Theory that of is.
3: our podcast, right?
1: Yeah, his, what is he, Dirty Dango now or something? <laughs>
2: Dirty, I think that's yeah.
1: it. No, but that's the whole thing is, is, it
2: was a long time before he got over with the crowd at all, and that wasn't until the whole Tyler thing. because they did nothing with him after the WrestleMania win. Like, they didn't do anything for a while. No, like but the fans were doing the thing. A, no, no, no. Not right away, though. That yes, they did. While. It
3: was the night after WrestleMania. Go
2: watch it. But they did nothing with him. Well, let's face it. A was guy named Fong is not going to Tom Tom so goes, gonna be world champion. Either me. way, so. that's either, neither here nor there. Because the question of the topic was really Maxine Dupree. And I just have... Uh, I'm just curious here.
3: We're trying to fill an uh, hour here.
2: Yeah. Um, well, no, no, no. I'm not curious as to we why. What like i to do is bring up
1: difficult. Triple H and, and Booker T, and Jason could do that on his no, own. No, yeah. that's not or what I'm going to talk Dreamer, about.
2: So. What I'm going to talk about the fact is we're talking about something that happened at a house show. So to your point, um, yeah, this is a match that's happening at a house show. So it's a live event, and she got booed at the live event. She didn't complain. She didn't say anything. These are other folks after the video went viral— these are her co-workers coming up and saying stuff. So, I, yeah, we don't really see her wrestle on TV very much. She shows up, and if there's a battle royal, she'll be in that. Or if there's a squash match, she'll get squashed. But she doesn't really do anything other than that except go with Alpha Academy. So, to your point, yeah, she is doing that thing. And we, for all we know, she could be in the Performance Center. She's not a very good wrestler right now. She's not even a partially good wrestler right now. She's still working at it. And I think that's why she's getting matches at the live events. Um, but the point is, yeah, if people want to boo her, they can boo her. I don't mind if they them don't making like those what they're comments. Seeing, they they should her. make but, those comments to her and not... Put them out I on think, social media well i think the it becomes a social media thing once the video goes viral because what used to happen is and you're a back in the day guy what used to happen is you would get booed during <laughs> i never during got the booed. uh no no you somebody would get booed during a house show and then backstage that conversation would happen but what wouldn't happen would be a video sent out to every single person of that person of that wrestler getting booed so once you make it a public thing people feel like they need to respond publicly you you see because you know it's the internet even though it's not even though twitter isn't a real place once people see something like that you know they they can't help but jump on because people love jumping on failures and when they see it. They love to jump on with their jokes and and all their comments, and that's it.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. But yes, off we... the rails.
2: But no, that's really it. <laughs> the show has gone off the rails. <laughs> but no, that's that's really it. So I think that's why they responded publicly. But she hasn't said anything. Well, you know, she's just at it grinding.
3: Don't worry folks. This is his last episode for a while. I'm supposed to say that. He will be back. He's dead. We'll get
0: live live updates from Japan.
3: That's right. The Reverend's is hand is headed to the land of the rising sun on the pilgrimage.
1: That's right.
2: I think you should have to call in anyway. What time will it be there?
3: It'll, be It'll actually tomorrow, be right? morning. It'll be morning like eleven thirty yeah. or twelve thirty.
2: It'll be morning. So I I actually will eat breakfast and then call in. He is, Sometimes.
0: he is going to the land of Yokozuna. He is going to find him and He's bring him. He's not going him, to Samoa. Bring him to Saudi <laughs> for the next. He's Yokozuna's dead. I know, but the Saudi really. Don't is know that. In case you don't, don't tell know. Jason, they don't know that. He actually can speak English.
2: <sighs> it's true.
0: All right, so. <laughs> that was please move on <laughs> AEW
3: Um. alright so this weekend we have AEW Revolution featuring Sting's last match but just this week we had Sting's final dynamite I want to know what you guys thought of this segment and I'm going to let someone else go first because I do not have positive things to say
2: and, I'm, and I do want to give other people a chance Everybody in here is shaking their head, too. <laughs> Just, the same.
0: Look. Rob, you seem like you're going to say something positive. So I'll let you start.
1: <laughs> the only positive thing I have to say is it was cool to see Sting come down from the rafters. It was like a callback. Ric Flair, please stay. Uh, go home. Get, get him a rocking chair. Put him in it. Go home. Please stop. Uh, look, look, look. I'm tapping out. No more. No more. He he just looks it's like somebody let some like I'm surprised someone on the PA didn't go, excuse me, is someone's grandfather lost we lost this old old man here, he doesn't know where his family is. Can somebody please pick him up? Everything and I wonder is, at this yeah. point backstage, or is everybody like, wow, that's Ric Flair? They're like, Oh shit, it's Ric Flair again. We have to act like he's you know, we love him and he's great and all that. Like you know what I mean? After a while you wear out your welcome. You know, what did Batman say in the movie? If you stay around long enough, you become, right, they hate you or something like the that. Villain. I can't remember the, yeah. The, yeah. the villain. Die a hero
2: or you live long enough to right? become the villain. Yeah, I think Ric Flair
1: has become the villain. And I don't mean that in a good way. I mean, like, just go home, man. You know, or show up, at the, like, sit in the front row of the pay-per-view and let them put the spotlight on you and wave and smile. And then call it done.
0: Yeah, there's no need to get in the ring anymore.
1: No, there's no need for him to be involved in any type of angle. Like It would have been nice for him to be sitting at ringside. And when they go, here's Sting's last match. And here's Ric Flair's first opponent. And here's Ric Flair. Yeah. Stand and then up. we move on to whoever's next. Give me it's one it's of not these even like they can right. make him And like, hit me make, with a woo. Put him on the headset for the match
3: because he'd be a liability. God knows what he would say.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You were going to so I mean, say the only—I thought you were going to say your only positive was that he didn't die in the ring. Well, you know what? Christ. All I'm going to say this, say that. All I'm gonna say Rob this. Rick,
1: I'll see you soon, brother. Okay. Woo. <laughs> All Somebody
0: right. so else. I'm not killing off Rick Flair like our other two co-hosts just did. <laughs> two. Yeah, Jason and Rob. Rob said, "I'll see you, you in a didn't little die. bit." I didn't do
1: that. He's... I didn't hear that at all. I, I killed him off, okay? Yes. That's me. You can blame me.
0: That I heard. Um, the Young Bucks, are we just going to hold Ric Flair's nuts in our arms? Like, that was the worst low blow I've ever seen in my entire life. I was like, what are you doing? Like
1: He cradled them.
0: Yeah. The, and like you said, Rob, the only cool thing was seeing Sting come down from the rafters. That was it. Other than that, Ric Flair, his slow punches, like it's, it's not there, Rick. You're retired for a reason. Enjoy it. Like if you want to be a manager, be a manager. Don't get in the ring. Don't take a bump. That's it. Like let it go. Be like Elsa and let it go. Damn. Let it go.
2: Let
3: it go. Okay, no. Oh, Freddie, I we could it. do a duet on your al- on your concert tour. Hey, if the Eagles offensive
0: line could do it, we could do it too, man. Christmas album coming
2: 2024. Oh, boy. Like, man, he was on that mat for a long time after that That caress, that low caress. I can't even call it a low blow, yeah. but it was a caress. Just that—that that, A low uh, nudge.
0: Yeah, he was making sure his pants nudge, were
2: up. But he was on that mat for a long time, and they kept moving the camera away from him. I didn't know what was going to happen. Well, they didn't um, know. That's why. Yeah, exactly. I was just glad he got up. Um, yeah, it was. Yes, the rafters agreed with you. God, seeing him come down from the rafters. That was the highlight. That was the only light of that segment, in my opinion. Um, can I ask you a question? Because I hate this trope. If you hit somebody with a lead pipe or a bat and then they just run away, but you've hit them a few times with the pipe or the bat, doesn't that just kind of bother you? Like if they just run off and act like nothing happened.
0: Hold on. Hold on. Before the, the encyclopedia responds, the young bucks no sold again.
2: I know. Here's
0: here's the encyclopedia's shocked face. (laughs)
1: No, it's more like this. Yeah. I don't know. I saw it last week. I think I saw John Moxley take a superplex and then a pile driver and walk around like nothing was wrong two seconds later. Yeah.
3: The best person that sold on the entire episode of Dynamite this week was a guy from CMLL, Atlantis yes. Jr. He sold that lion tamer like it was the most devastating submission of all time. And I'm like, how does this? freaking guy that's been on the show once get it, and these other clowns that have been here for four years still don't know how to sell jack shit. Like,
1: I find it interesting that you bring CML just for a minute. I think it's funny that they bring these guys in, and they haven't won anything. So what we're saying is we're better than Mexico, right? Basically.
3: Freaking racists.
1: So go back. Go ahead, <laughs> Anthony. I, I want to hear the, the sting rant. Go ahead. Do it.
3: I don't have a ton here to say that you guys haven't already said, but my freaking God. First off, Darby Allen attacks the young bucks, rips the mask off and gets the crap kicked out of them. And then Ric Flair comes down and oh my God, big shock. He turns on the young bucks and then eventually they beat the crap out of him. And then Sting comes down for the rafters, and I'm sitting there like, man, if I was Sting's friend, I'd be really upset right now because I've been getting the crap kicked out of me for the last 10 freaking (laughs) minutes before he showed up. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, first, when he was Darby Allin was getting the crap kicked out of him, I was like, is anybody going to come down? Is Sting hey, going to
1: show up at some point? I hey, don't... somebody's beating, somebody's beating Jace up. Hey, yeah, give me a second. Hang on. I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> Wait, I'm this three guys more Jace up. All right, give me a minute. Hold but on. But then I'll again, be right there. I got to make this cool. <laughs> right? <laughs>
3: <laughs> but, hang but on. Is, hang on. But this is AEW. I mean, you remember that time Matt Hardy was getting the crap kicked out of him? Jeff Hardy came out for the save and did a dance before he came running down. I mean, And was Didn't they just hire someone from WWE Creative that was going to save everything? Bush, bang, bang up job that first week. Huh?
2: She hasn't started yet. Oh, that's the excuse. Yeah. <laughs> still doing her onboarding or something.
1: Yeah. I don't know. All I know is Jason. All I know is Jason. If you're ever attacked, I will come save you. But if someone doesn't play my entrance music, I'm not yeah, coming. I'm out. not
0: coming. I'm not coming exactly. down the ramp.
1: You're asked out. Play yeah, the sound crew. Hang on a minute. That's Hang on. I got to find my entrance music. Hold on. Yeah.
3: It's just this entire storyline from top to bottom, I feel like, has been a complete fail. And Sting's a legend. I mean, I don't like that he's undefeated at his age, but whatever. The other thing, watching the show from top to bottom and then the Sting thing, first off, I'm looking around at this crowd and I'm like, there's barely 3,000 people there, I think is what Russell Nomic said or Russell Tix came out. And I'm like, this is Sting's Final Dynamite. And they got 3,000 people there. And I realized, holy shit, they keep trying to say that they're innovative. They're so creative and what have you. They are really, and I've said it several times, but it really occurred to me, they're completely an indie show. We'll get one big name on there to sell all the tickets. We'll throw them in there with somebody that we want to be, you know, the big name in our company. And then everything else is crap. What are they going to do after Sting this weekend? Who's going to be their draw? Because the people in AEW that they, they're supposed to be their... Cornerstones or their pillars, they're not bringing the tickets in, they're not selling tickets. Who's really gonna care? Mercedes Monet. I'm look, I'm a huge Mercedes Monet fan. I love her. I think she was her NXT run, I don't think has been topped yet. She was so vicious as a character, nobody's let her do it since. She's not a draw, she's not a draw. She might spike the ratings for one episode, maybe two. I mean, Eric Bischoff recently was on his podcast and he said, you might see a spike for three to four weeks tops. Then it's going to go back to where it was. And I get that their viewers have slowly climbed up to the 800,000s again. All right. Great. Great. Wonderful. The ticket sales are not reflecting that.
1: I mean, here's the problem. they don't
3: have a draw. Hold on. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: Replacing sting will be Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam's going to play that role next. You watch.
1: Yeah. possibly. Uh, Who's left. No, you we're going to have Ric
3: Flair's last match. Number two.
1: Oh God!
2: Four, number four.
1: I, I tell you what. I think you're you're right. I think another thing issue is, and I think I've brought this up before, is we're bringing in these stars from Japan. We're bringing in these. And like like last week, they had um, I forget the guy's name, June. I I can't. Sorry, I don't remember how to say his last name begins with an A. Oh, I know J- who he Shunaki is. Akiyama. Akiyama, yeah Yeah. I mean, very famous all Japan wrestler. Who the hell in the states knows him? Number one. Number two, he hasn't been relevant in probably five years. So for like, your your indie talent, like Anthony said, everybody was like, "Ooh, Dream Match." I was like, all right, "I know who this guy is. It might have been interesting five years ago, but your normal fan off the street has no idea who this guy is. Why do I even care?"
3: That's the other thing. How much money is Tony Khan spending on Brian Danielson's retirement tour and bringing in all these people that d- Brian I mean, Danielson has on his bucket list? Who cares? On most of
1: them? there's nothing wrong with doing that if it's done correctly. If there's video packages, if these guys show up a few weeks ahead and beat a few ta- established talents in AEW. So you're like, holy shit, June just beat Trent Barretta or he just beat, you know what I mean? This guy's a real threat. Like this guy might, instead he shows up on a collision and you're like, all right, it's Saturday and I'm watching collision. All right, well, it was a good match, but, you know, they're trying to hype him in the 10 minutes that the match is going on. And I'm like, I know who this guy is. But do you? Do you? Do you? Probably not.
3: Hey. No, the only thing I watched on Collision was that opening match with Sammy Guevara and Powerhouse Hobbs, and then I knew about the Brian Danielson June Akiyama match. I actually had fast forward to go watch that match, and the other day I said, "You know what? I'm never going to watch this, and I don't care," and I deleted it.
1: It wasn't even. It wasn't very good. Uh, yeah. he's past his prime. You know. So, so looking at it this, Danielson way. handled him pretty easily. <laughs>
3: And you notice none of the AEW superstars are sitting there saying they're the greatest company in the world and what have you, like they were bragging about for years. I honestly think they're like, at this point, yeah, we're getting paid heavy to do next to nothing, whatever, who cares? I mean, Will Ospreay, he's cutting that promo, and good for him, but I'm sitting there like, this guy's totally here for a paycheck. Because if I, this was my big debut, I'm supposed to be one of the greatest wrestlers out there in the world, and he is, I'm not denying that. And I'm in front of 3,000 people on my debut, official debut as an AEW superstar. Really? I'd be like, well, at least they're paying me well. Well, to to
0: your point, Rob, Ice Cube's son came out and said the same exact thing that you said about them not getting a storyline. How are they supposed to know the guys that just randomly show up? There's no s- story behind it or anything. And the AEW fan base tried to rip him to shreds. And what did he say? He said, I don't give a shit. Get better. Like that's what he said like, it's what the mean, truth
1: like, these mexican mexico guys showed up and they're supposedly all wearing belts and they're all supposedly very good wrestlers and they have been getting beaten soundly
3: mm-hmm. and, and, so they're not
1: even making an impact they're just jobbers that to, to make the AEW guys look good
3: is AEW returning the favor down in cmll i don't mm-hmm. think so in,
1: in some cases they are but they're not setting their number ones in a lot of cases either right so we're yeah. not sending Danielson down there to, to lose. We're not sending Moxley down there to lose.
2: They're not sending their champions down there to lose. No,
1: they're, they're sending maybe one or two guys as like a token. But again, this guy, Atlantis, was pretty good. I, I honestly, never, I've heard of him. I've never seen him wrestle. He's wearing a belt. I don't know what it, it's a middleweight belt. We don't defend middleweight belts in the United States. So what does that mean to me? Nothing. And he's fighting Chris Jericho, who's way past his peak, who probably should have lost. Not if you ask Jericho. Uh, I well, I mean, Jericho's two yeah. matches away from being in uh, Jeff Jeff Hardy territory.
3: I mean, how many times has Jericho actually done the job to try to raise somebody up in the AEW roster, and they've done nothing with it? Yeah. He's got to win.
0: See, some, I'll some give. Point.
3: I'll give Jericho that.
2: Yeah. Maybe it's time for AEW to just kind of accept. What they are and when i say for them to accept i mean tony khan to accept what they are because you're talking about hey you know you're bringing these people in and there's no attachment to it and i think we've all said it before it's like a, it's a glorified indie fed it feels like that sometimes in that they don't use that same storytelling from week to week for their entire show to bring people in. they do it for some some rivalries and some matches they do a good good job building the story but then they'll drop it at, after a certain point and they'll say oh but we got this person here for a, a dream match just admit that's the company you are work in some smaller venues where 3,000 people will feel like you know 12,000 like yep. yeah yeah like ECW. ECW did like um, TNA did like like a lot of like NXT does MLW. and did before yep. you know there's no shame in that I, I I don't think there's anything wrong with being that company, but they gotta learn they gotta figure out what their identity is because it's just you're just gonna start seeing people go through emotions even more than they already are sometimes. you know I I texted uh, encyclopedia I texted you yesterday um I said, how come we didn't get an opening match like this to um, When we were at the show at Nassau Coliseum or whatever. Uh, Was it Nassau Coliseum?
3: Prudential Center.
2: Prudential Center. And I
3: do have a counter on what you're about to say, but go ahead. Well,
2: I wish I had waited to hit send on that text. Because no more than five minutes later into a match that was way too long anyway, did they just start fucking up everything. And I mean, I I watched them send uh dax harwood into the into the corner and i think he was supposed to get kicked by moxley but he fell over and moxley didn't even stop he just went ahead and kicked him anyway so caught him square in the head and it was a clear botch and then just picked him up and pile drove him anyway but it didn't matter because nobody gets pinned by a pile driver anymore these days um and then the match devolved into this thing where they were just hitting finishing move after finishing move, and nobody cared. And I realized, oh, well, I mean, fucking I'm glad they didn't have this match in front of us <laughs> at Prudential Center. I would have tuned out, and they would have showed our faces tuned out because that's the side of the ring we were on. So I, I don't know. I, I figure out your identity, AEW.
3: I mean, you had five guys that have rustled for wwe i mean eddie Kingston's is the only one that hasn't you had guys that have been renowned for having great matches i it was a spot fest towards the end like i was thinking about your text message and i'm like well i'm i'm like yeah it's good if you would just want to see spot fest but my god these guys are experienced enough that nobody's selling anything yeah like, who cares and that's and that's another reason why I referenced that they are, are an overgrown indie company. You go to indie shows and you see a lot of that because they're still learning.
1: Well, there's also no no TV either, so you can do whatever the hell you want in in a when yeah, there's no TV, show. right? Yeah. You're just trying to entertain the crowd at that point.
2: Right, and I mean it's cool to have that on TV if that's the thing people want to see, but don't advertise yourself as something else and then do that.
0: All right. All right, so. Speaking of a crap fest. AEW's <laughs> pay-per-view this week.
1: You know, that was the original name of this pay-per-view. <laughs> crap
0: I got, I got pay-per-view. the poster. I'm going to put it up next week.
1: <clears throat> I'm
0: waiting for it, it to come a, in. It's
1: just a piece of shit nailed to a wall. Yep.
3: <laughs> By the way, what? The, I, 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 before we start doing this, we were supposed to... Ha- they announced, what was it? A, uh, man Meet Madness? And then all of a sudden I'm watching and they're talking about an all-star scramble match, which included some of these guys that were announced for this so-called Man Meat Madness. And I'm like, so what was Man Meat Madness supposed to be? And what the hell is an all-star scramble match? I've looked all over the place. They haven't even told us what it is. What the hell is a Man Meat Madness?
1: Wardlow, Hobbs, Archer, Cage. And then they threw the rest of these guys in.
3: It was supposed to be Wardlow, Powerhouse, Hobbs, and Lance Archer, uh, like you said. But there was something about injuries or something. So Tony I mean he literally tweeted out, we're changing this to an all-star scramble match. That's fucking great. What is that? It's the surprise. It's a title surprise. Match. <laughs> is it like that scramble match concept that WWE did when they punk lost the belt without losing the belt? I I, I
0: don't think, think they a... know yet. I think they're gonna figure it out the day of the show. <laughs>
1: Who's Magnus? I think I I think as they're coming down to the ring, they're going to say, "All right, uh, this is what's going to happen." Yeah, who is Magnus?
3: He is from CMLL. He I believe beats. Sorry, spoiler, folks. Not that anyone watches Rampage. I believe Magnus beats Matt Seidel to qualify for this match.
1: Oh, well, uh,
2: okay. Got Matt Seidel. okay. And
3: apparently Dante Dante Martin must have won the, tri- the triple threat match with Penta and I forget who the fourth third yeah guy he was. did
2: the the, um, the bounty hunter guy. Who we oh, saw uh,
3: Keith, Keith David, or he, something, something Brian like that. Keith. Yeah. Ryan Keith, Keith yeah. thank you. Who we
2: Keith saw, I think we yeah, saw close him enough. in his first match at that Prudential show. I think. I don't think that was his AEW first, was first AEW match.
3: His amazing. first match
2: was, yeah. I think, Orange Cassidy, wasn't it?
3: Was mm. that the match we got? I don't
0: remember. No, no, yeah, we got but, him
2: in a tag match. I think. But or something. Who like that. But anyway, cares. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> they're not doing anything with him that's the thing (laughs) you're arguing over nothing
3: (laughs) come on we gotta compete with the length the runtime of this card we gotta go four
2: hours remember three two weeks ago we were looking at this card saying oh if they add maybe one or two yeah just matches just to
3: i I was not part of that conversation don't don't let me into this bullshit. No, no no
2: you weren't i wasn't including you on this but we were looking at the card saying this is this could be a really solid show they just need one or two things in here to to kind of set the tempo or you know give a break in between Tony and instead said, we
1: could add one or two matches or maybe six
0: yeah God. all rise that's all we want no
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, drops
3: there's nine matches announced and i don't think any of them have been designated for the kickoff show yet
1: so even though somebody should be more.
2: Yeah. No, they'll designate more matches. <laughs> more. They'll they'll announce more matches like during the commercial collision. rampage. Or on collision, yeah. They'll announce them.
0: Alright, so All right. let's let's start off. All star scramble.
3: No 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 we- hold on, we gotta talk some more about now go ahead.
0: <laughs> We've gone over the participants already. <laughs> Who do you guys got in this one?
3: By the way, the winner gets a future AEW World Championship match.
0: With that being the case, I'm going to go Wardlow in this one. Agreed. Yeah, I like
1: that choice. Uh, I'm going to go Powerhouse Hobbs. Be nice. He's been killing it lately. Wardlow seems to me like the easy choice.
0: Well, it is AEW, and they're talking about a lot of man meat, so. Wardlow. Wardlow. All right, next. Next one, we've got Will I'm Ospreay. I'm using a new keyboard. You could type it in if you want.
1: It doesn't matter. We know who you're talking about.
0: Will Ospreay versus Takashi. Takashita?
1: Takeshita.
3: Okay,
0: MJF. <laughs> um, Ospreay across the board, is he going to lose his first official AEW debut pay per view match? I agree
1: with you. Yeah, I think it's gonna be offspring. Yeah.
0: All right. Next one is this all? No. All right. FTR versus the Blackpool Combat Club. Moxley and Claudio.
3: Claudio. He can't say the last name. That's why he's stopping there. <laughs> Claudio, Claudio. I don't want. I don't want to butcher it. So.
0: Cloud. uh,
3: There you go. Sounds like a pasta. I know. I know I'm hungry. Reverend, who you got?
2: This is hard to do because
3: Dude, you live in Brooklyn. Something's still open. It's like
2: they never lose. Blackpool Combat Club never lose or rather John Moxley never loses, it feels like. But I don't see the point if FTR doesn't win. So I guess since it's pointless, it'll be BCC. Yeah, I'm going with um, Combat Club.
0: I'll go FTR. Agreed. Okay.
2: Yeah, I think FTR that's who is should win. win. FTR should win. Mm. I just don't. I can't tell what they're trying to do with them.
3: I'm. I'm going to go with you, Jay. All right. Next match,
0: AWTNT Championship.
3: Does anyone really think Danny Garcia's got a chance? Yes. Oh,
1: never mind. I think he does. I think I think uh, you could see the return of Adam Copeland here. And Daniel Garcia is hot right now.
3: He's been losing lately.
1: They, he's on the rise. They're pushing him. He's I'm so not necessarily hot. sure I'm going to pick him up. He's so I think I can see a scenario where he would win. Yeah. Well, and it would make sense. I could see
3: scenarios for either guy any night of the week. That doesn't mean that's necessarily what they're going to do.
1: No, well, I mean, what they're going to do and what we think are two different things as usual. <clears throat> um, I'm going to go Garcia here. I'm going to take a chance. Whatever.
3: You're so far ahead. It doesn't matter anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, come on. Let's have a little fun with it. I'm going to pick Mother Wayne to
2: win. <laughs>
3: <Mother>. <laughs> I'll go Christian Cage.
2: And Cage. I mean, it's weird to say I got a side with the devil.
1: Oh, wow. I mean,
2: go when, when Christian I, I Cage.
1: See. Did, you see, did you see when he gave out that address? Did you ever see the meme of that address? It's actually a cemetery. It's a cemetery, yeah. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> he's another guy, he's been on top. I'm like, AEW is doing a lot right. Christian Cage is doing it right. Yes.
3: If it wasn't wasn't for how over-swerved Strickland is, and I'm not a Strickland fan, I freely admit that, and Samoa Joe, my God, Christian Cage should be the world champion.
1: He still might be. Mm -hmm. You think? Mm -hmm. Stranger Things have happened. This is AEW we're talking about.
3: No, 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 Stranger Things is on Netflix.
1: Okay, next match. Singles match for the Continental Crown Championship, whatever the hell that thing is. Another made-up
0: title in AEW. It's,
3: it's right there I on mean, the screen
1: for you. It doesn't matter what you say is there. It, does, it still doesn't make any sense. Is he defending all three belts? Has he felt one belt? They should make I him defend it three times in one night. Yeah, I know. I, I know what it, it is. What is. It's three, supposed right? to be a tribute to the, uh, the old uh, Triple Crown. If Danielson loses, he has to shake Kingston's hand. So, right, Eddie Kingston's going to win, right? Yeah,
2: just after of that, though, I, so. I heard, I heard them say. I thought I heard them say, no matter what happens, he has to shake Kingston's hand. Or is that just something?
3: No, I, I'm just going on what Wikipedia had.
2: Okay. I think it's. I think he, if Danielson loses, he has to shake his hand. What's the point otherwise? Fair.
1: Yeah, Kingston.
0: Yeah, Kingston as well. But this has to be one of the stupidest stipulations. I've ever heard in my entire life.
1: Well, it's a it's a respect match. Yeah, it makes sense. It's, they've done those for years.
0: What year is this? The year you went to, to high school, nineteen
1: forty-five. Sabu, Sabu and they did this shit had in Ring of Honor all the time. A series of matches. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Ring of Honor did it all the time.
3: Yeah. Gay. You're making it.
0: Is what you it is. It wow. Sound like it's the it Punjabi prison.
1: Hog pen match.
2: I have, yeah, that I sucked have never too. such you a <laughs> visceral reaction. You know,
1: I was gonna say, you really, to should, come bear, you really should come out of the bear. You really should the bear cave once in a while and and look at the calendar and notice that it's twenty twenty
0: four. Like, hey, shake my hand.
1: Come on. Are
3: you Are you gonna bring the crying game segment over to this podcast too? I heard you guys talking about that.
1: Freddie Saver, where the
3: freak did that come from? <laughs> Hey, I'm Freddie, listening to this and the encyclopedia is like, a fan. The crying game. This guy went on this five minute soliloquy that rivals Jason's rants. Freddie's
1: psychology. favorite movies, Brokeback Mountain Crying Game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, what's the next I, match? What you do we got? Deliverance. <laughs> Timeless Tony Storm.
1: <laughs> We're all trying to forget deliverance.
0: Versus Freddie,
1: I can't quit you, buddy.
0: <laughs> versus <laughs> Diana Perrazzo, who do you guys got?
3: <laughs> I don't know. He he gets to let his character out more on the other podcast.
0: Who do, who do you guys got here? Are you guys going <laughs> oh, timeless? Oh God,
1: Ill, Ill a women's match. Ill. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
2: God. That's what you get for trying to act like an adult with us. Right? We're not having it. We're not having it. You will not raise this podcast. It will stay down at the bottom where it belongs.
0: Let us be children, damn it! It's what we do.
1: Um, I think I think Tony Storm is going to retain.
3: Yeah. I mean, I really want Perazzo to be more over than she is. I just think it's falling flat and. Yeah, t- Timeless Tony Storm is just – she's on a roll. Why would you stop it now? Yeah, she's I think, she's hot I right think now. the dream match next <clears throat> is Timeless Tony Storm against Mercedes Moenay. So I don't think you're putting the belt on Diana. I mean – um, And if those of you – I mentioned it to these guys. If you haven't listened to it, go back a few weeks. Talk is Jericho, Timeless Tony Storm. She was in character the whole freaking hour, and Jericho was playing into it. It was brilliant.
2: I mean, It feels like the old Matt Hardy interview that he had, the Broken Matt interview from years ago. And Matt Hardy stayed in broken character the whole time, and it was one of his best.
1: I mean, Perazzo might be, you know, might have a history and all that, but like again, they did a really poor job at bringing pulling that across. Her matches have been lackluster. They really didn't build her up, other than they're trying to they're building off the relationship the two of them have. But to me, it, like the way Tony Storm is now, like there is no relationship. Like they don't really. I don't know. It it just like Anthony said. It's full. It's falling flat. So I think they're going to move on and uh, wait for Monet to show up. Yep. In Boston. All right. The AEW <laughs> dead air. The AEW, killing AEW, the business. Castle killing ch- the room. Championship. Orange Cassidy versus Roderick Strong. I mean, Roderick Strong is going to win, right? I hope so. I'm, yeah, I'm going yeah. strong.
2: Yeah,
1: he's next got strong. You on this one. Next strong. Adam. Adam.
2: <laughs> all right, who so he, I think who this thought
3: he would actually get over and have some charisma. Roderick Strong, of all people, good for him, man. Yeah. Freddy, all right, so
0: him. next
3: one. Freddy, did you say strong also? Yeah. Sorry.
0: strong as well for me. Okay. Next one, I'm pretty sure it's uh, Sting across the board. Sting's retirement
1: match.
3: There's some that are saying that they th- actually think young B- Sting's going to go out on his back like he should.
1: Yeah, I was, because, thinking, you know, I was thinking the same thing. Because th- they say that he's he wants to do the right thing. The right thing for him to do would be to lose the titles. Yeah. Right? Cause the if right, he right would thing the would match, be to
3: put someone over who needs it. The, well, those, those that young, would be going, up, going out Bucks the right way. Those up-and-comers, you know?
1: Well, I mean, here's the problem, right? Sting and Derby win. They still have the titles. What do they do the next night? They give them up. Right? Because Sting's were. tournament might
3: be compelling then. Then if they do another tournament, you know, AEW loves tournaments. They got like three or four weeks of TV right there.
1: Well, I mean, I think, I think they could really have a great tournament if they include the Mexican teams, the Japanese teams. If mm-hmm. they really decide to go all out and make it a a, a tournament like it should be.
3: I saw you did there.
0: I oh, was going to yeah. say, pun intended. No pun intended.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> wow. You didn't realize it. Wow. <laughs> I got it. I just did.
0: Boo. I one. Uh,
1: I don't know. <laughs> Demons, speak to me. Okay. I'm going to well, go. My s- pick. Who cares? Sting and Darby. Okay. I'm going yeah, to. But I could you. be swayed to go the opposite direction. <clears throat> Actually, you know The young what? bucks are assholes.
3: I was going to say, I wanna I would say Sting and Darby, but it's the young bucks. They're assholes.
0: Sting and Darby okay. for me.
3: Okay.
2: If anybody could make Sting finally losing a match piss people off, I think it would be the young bucks winning
1: that match. I don't think the young bucks are going to be able to lift that down if they if they beat Sting. I think they're going to get booed out of the building. I think it's I, not going to be a good thing for them.
3: I don't think they give a shit.
1: Well, yeah. I'm just saying.
2: Especially I mean,
3: I mean the EVP thing isn't terrible. It's actually a pretty decent idea. It's just the execution and the fact that it's the freaking Young Bucks.
1: They don't scream uh, look, like I said, power. I could, I could change my mind me. tomorrow, but I'm going to stick with Sting and Darby for now.
3: I was going to say, we ha- we still have till Sunday.
1: Yeah,
2: that's true. mm mm-hmm. Who do you get? Oh, right,
3: okay, so, main, main event. Main event. Three-way match for the AEW World Championship. Samoa Joe defends against Hangman Adam Page and
1: Swerve Strickland. Um, I'm going Joe. I don't think he's losing the title yet.
3: Agreed.
0: Yeah. I'll go Joe, and I think Hangman eats this
2: pin on this one.
3: I said yes. this weeks ago. Page is only in this match to eat the pin.
2: Yeah. Yes, agreed.
3: All right.
0: That is our episode for this evening. The Sports Frenzy Pod on No, no, Twitter. no. You got to
3: sing us out, man.
0: The Sports Frenzy Pod on Twitter. The Sports Frenzy Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Like, subscribe, follow. Come and check us out every week. And we'll catch Tell you guys friends. next week.
1: Make, borrow, steal.
0: Peace.